Shopware Unplugged is proudly sponsored by Ergonode, modern open-source PIM for the digital transformation era. Ergonode empowers teams which enrich, manage and distribute the product catalogs. Find out more at ergonode.com. This episode is sponsored by Shopworks e-commerce, a global top 10 shopware enterprise partner. Go to shopworks.nl and challenge us to push your boundaries in e-commerce. Welcome to Shopware Unplugged, episode 16. I am Boris, uh, CEO of Strix, uh, Shopware Enterprise Partner. My name is Thomas. I'm owner of Shopware e-commerce, Enterprise Partner in the Netherlands. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to a new episode of Shopware Unplugged. Today we have a, a special guest and uh, also a Dutch friend of mine. It's Casper uh, Hartholt. Um, he's uh, owner and director of Alumio, uh, a Dutch company who is uh, enabling e-commerce platforms to integrate with various solutions. Hi, Casper. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Hi. Nice. Thanks nice to me. see you. Can you do a short introduction about yourself? So who are you? And also uh, to Boris, because you have seen Boris, let's say, a few times on some Magento events in the past. But uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm also I'm also learning Dutch uh, with the right pronunciation. So we've done so, this with Isa. So I'll have to <laughs> I'll have to practice uh, again. So please introduce, and I'll try to repeat your first, first name and surname properly with the Dutch accent. All right. Well, my name is Kaspar Hartholt. <laughs> no, let's, sorry, we need to redo that one because I'm making it way too hard for you. Okay, Kaspar. Kaspar. Hartholt. Hartholt. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning. Yeah, but seriously, Kaspar, please, please tell us more about yourself. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, my name is Kaspar. I'm the founder and CEO of Alumio. Um, I've been involved with e-commerce IT for, I think, uh, around 20 years now. Um, basically dropped in, uh, in the Magento domain back in 2009 uh, with my agency back then. So I used to run an agency in the Netherlands. Uh, that's how, how I also know Thomas. We go back uh, for quite a while now. And um, uh, so, yeah, we've been working with uh, the Magento e-commerce platform back then. Uh, we started with with basically when Magento uh, was becoming really popular, uh, we were picking up the first projects in the Netherlands. And one of the first things that you know we we kind of ran into directly was you know it should be integrated with accounting systems with ERPs, and um, and that's where uh, where we lay the foundation for what we now know as Alumio. So uh, first, you know, back then we integrated the e-commerce platform with uh, ERP systems uh, with with custom code, uh, which wasn't very you know, uh, future-proof and maintainable. So then we started working on like an, an extension for Magento, and um, you know, back then that was a good way, a good way to go. We basically standardized uh, the way of integrating, and then Magento 2 came around. Yeah. But not only Magento 2 came around, it was basically the, in my opinion, the kickstart of a new era, which in my opinion means that a lot of new e-commerce platforms uh, were able to enter the market and, and game market and, and, and win market. And um, 
we were having discussions about, okay, how are we going to integrate our e-commerce platform with ERP systems uh, for the future? Mm-hmm. And that's where we decided we should you know, stop doing the one-to-one integration and start working with a uh, middleware solution. And uh, and that's where we founded Alumio. We, yep. um, we refactored everything we had back then to a middleware uh, platform. And uh, yeah, now I've... Uh, I sold the agency. Um, uh, I moved from the service uh, side to the product side, and I'm now trying to uh, to help all these agencies and system integrators, consultants, and, and merchants with uh, middleware integration software for e-commerce. And how is life on that side of the world? Is it is it is it nice over is there? The, or? Is the grass is the grass greener <laughs> on the other side? Because that's yeah, the, yeah. it's always if you run an agency, you look at all those products and say, oh, it's so easy. You know, uh-huh. uh, one customer, ten customers, you just ship licenses. It's so easy. With the yeah. service side, is like one project. Oh, we don't have that many developers. We need to hire and so on. It's so big problem. Problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so on. So how how is it? Is it the the grass the grass is greener on the other side or? Well, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Yeah. So, um, but I've actually, but I have experienced both. And um, one of the things that really you know, I found frustrated as a, as an entrepreneur is that uh, we were creating software which starting to become a product, and we couldn't really. Uh, expose it to the market because it was affiliated with that e-commerce agency and um, that really hold back other companies to start working with it and I was actually um, how do you say with with one leg in the service agency and with one leg in the product uh, business yeah and it really didn't it, it didn't work for me I, I, I couldn't accelerate with the product no focus yeah and yeah so um, you need to be a ballet dancer in order to do, <laughs> you know, this this crazy figures and then and move, you know, yeah. on one leg on another. Exactly. And and, and honestly, all both sides have their pros and cons. There's no, you know, good or evil or or uh, bad or good. It's just a matter of taste. Uh, personally, I really like the point where I, I now, you know, um, left the agency behind. And really, uh, you know, being able to work with other agencies from a much more, like from a neutral perspective and, and collaborative. And, and so I, I really like that part. I, I actually um, kind of miss that, although we had a very solid community. So even though we were competitors, we were still, you know, yeah. collaborating and having these great parties together and stuff like that. So, um, but it, it feels better for me now. It's, yeah. But it's a personal taste, I think. Yeah, I can really uh, tell that's that's true because we are also uh, one of Casper's clients, and but you can actually feel also from his colleagues that they have this e-commerce experience, so they know what they're talking about, and that really helps in doing projects with Alumio. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And can we can we say a few words about Alumio? Because for me, Alumio is an important product because it shows uh, how the development is changing, you know, and it shows some trends, uh, uh, which I believe not all agencies, not all developers and customers uh, still understand. Uh, so how the market of the integrations looks from your perspective when you have such a long experience and you um, you also see see the changes yeah, that are happening on the market. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, Alumio 
if I have to put it in one sentence, is a middleware cloud-based software that allows you allows you to connect to the web services of third-party software. So um, whether it's like modern software with REST APIs or GraphQL, but also legacy software like, for example, uh, flat files over SFTP or SOAP or uh, even databases. And um, from what I from what I see in the market is that um, we don't like to reinvent the wheel, right? So that that's what we tech people do. We try to avoid reinventing the wheel. But it's it, it has been a big gap to um, to bridge uh, to create these components where you can um, easily connect to web services in a broad way, in like a generic way. And so that's why we always had to create something custom or something specific for a project, because you know that specific OAuth version wasn't supported or that specific bearer token was, I don't know. There are so many ways of, of authenticating with uh, web services. And we kind of started building these components in a very, like, I think a very abstract way. So very tiny pieces of components, which you can, you know, connect to each other as and, and combine them to one big route between two systems. And yeah. honestly, if I, from what I know now, if I look back at the days where we started working on Illumio, uh, if I at that point knew that it would take so much time and effort to come to this point, I would most certainly has, have said no. <laughs> yeah. uh, because it's, it's, it's not a very simple thing to do. But being able to make these connections between systems without writing a line of code, it's just, you know, very, uh, I think it's very pleasing for everybody because it doesn't feel like oh, I have to re recreate something again, or, you know, I have to I have to fix something in code. It's just everybody works with the same tool set. Uh, so I don't see ourselves like, uh, uh, like, for example, Zapier, where you can drag and drop things is that that's not Alumio. Alumio is a, really a toolbox for um, for for the people who are the technical skills and competences and know yeah. how to integrate uh, software. And honestly, that's not even the, the trickiest part of integrating. Uh, I, I think integrating it may be one of the, the most complex things of, of our work because it's really the strategy. There are so many paths that you can take to to you know create a certain integration um you can you can you can take shortcuts you can take the complex route you can knowing what which uh which techniques you should use or which strategy you should use is i think that's really uh that's really the part where the where the, the bright people should think about not how to write a piece of code yeah. but how to create the right integration strategy for a customer I think it's also what you're saying that it's also about uh, understanding data, understanding the complexity of the data and the volume of the data, not only connecting A to Z, but all the things in between. So you're, uh, you developers need to be more than just a developer. They need to understand what they are uh, connecting and why they are connecting, right? So. Yeah, I always I always try to explain when talking to merchants is that if you're starting an integration, it's becoming more complex. Like not only simple product information, but also you know the 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 grouped products or the the 
the different type of products or the mm -hmm. assets or the ad, uh, specifications, filtering specifications, yep. or data flowing back and forth, um, then it's the, the most challenging part is making the right preparation on an integration project. So having these sessions together with with the, these technical people and these people who can understand the business for, for of a merchant and a merchant itself really helps um, making the, the, I think the proper blueprint for an integration and having these mapping sessions. So our, our work is actually shifting, I think, from, uh, okay, we're going to develop this integration to, yep. okay, what's actually the, the, the business value for a customer and what are the business processes and how are we going to create the, the right integration for that customer? And then configuring these configurations, that's the next step, but it's less complicated than the first part. Kasper, so being honest, uh, looking uh, on what you said that you're saving and making it uh, easier, have you done any research how much time you can save for an agency on the customer? If let's say we do a typical integration between Shopware and the ERP system, um, how faster it would be to go live with uh, the integration with Alumia versus uh, a classic point-to-point -point integration that we would work on? Yeah, I think there are actually two components that, that we should talk about. One is uh, how to actually set up the initial integration. And then after that, how, mm -hmm. how are we going to maintain the integration? I think those are two, two very important things that, 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 are, that are relevant and common for integrations. So first of all, if I look at, um, I've, I've actually experienced this myself firsthand because I used to do it in another way. And um, we've actually been, you know, we, we've been searching for the right way to set up these integrations, uh, how to do it with Alumio within the, the GUI. And um, if I look at uh, the, our product experts right now, how easily they can set up an, uh, a connection with a system, how easily they can fetch like a data object and, and easily transform it to, uh, to an endpoint, that, that used to take a lot of time and effort. And so I've, mm -hmm. I've have, I have seen ex, uh, examples where an order integration flowing from Shopware to uh, a file um, could be done in a matter of hours instead of you know days. And yep. it's not it's, it's I don't want to um, be too negative on the code side, but the thing is that with code you also have this development process in place. So um, somebody's going to work on code. <clears throat> they're going to uh, push it. It needs to be reviewed. Then it needs to go back because something needs to be changed. And then it goes, needs to be deployed to a feature branch and so on and so on. And that is a total different experience within the GUI. So I think those are two main components where we see that working with Alumio really accelerates um, the, 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 I think the time to market. On the other hand, from a maintenance perspective, you know, when we were doing these integrations uh, within code, everybody was always talking about the black box. So there was this merchant running 20 million uh, year, year turnover per year um, with something that has been done in code. And when something was going wrong, like an order was stuck or whatsoever, you know, the agency was called and they were like, 
why is the order stuck? And the guy who's doing the support is like, yeah, I have to pull in a developer because I don't know. And what we what we what we see at this point is that our uh, customers they are involved with um, and engaged with Alumio, so they are actually they actually know what's going on. They they have their dashboard. They can see why an order is stuck. They can retry it themselves. Yeah. And I think that makes it much more convenient for the merchant, but also for the agency and the support and the account management side of of the business. Yeah, they don't true. need to pull in that that developer every time again, and the developer yeah. doesn't like that either. <laughs> yeah, in my experience, that's very true. And then um, because we are, I was just thinking, we are now already zooming into the what Alunio is and and does exactly for the merchant and also for the integration party. But I think uh, an important question we need to ask because not all listeners. M- might be up to speed what uh, the the position of an enterprise service bus or middleware is within the uh, currently complexer IT landscape. Can you address that part? Where where do you see a role for Lumio in the IT landscape? If you look at uh, e-commerce integrations, uh, that, you know, well, one of the topics that we already touched was uh, integrating uh, shopware with ERP systems, accounting software, uh, you know, sending invent- inventory uh, to shopware, B2B customers from the ERP to shopware, uh, enabling B2B sales, something that you know, we shouldn't be too lightweight about that because it's a very complex domain. PIM solutions, um, sorry? PIM solutions. Yeah, so the, the, that, that, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is uh, PIM solutions, of course. Um, and I think that's... We love uh, PIMs. <laughs> me too, me too. And um, so I think one of the examples is, you know, we, we now, we are actually involved with uh, Ergonaut uh, implementation right now. So one of the customers is actually uh, uh, actively uh, implementing uh, Ergonaut, which is great. And and. I think that's I think that's cool to see that Ergonaut is also one of the I think the new wave software, uh, and and it really fits in the same like bucket as Shopware and Illumio. It's you know we have the, the same core core uh, technology, we have the same sure. um, uh, architecture as on how to, we work with the GUI, and um, so it's really cool to see that our companies you know they collaborate and they they do jointly things. Uh, um, and, and of course, marketing automation. Uh, customer data needs to be centralized, and you don't you, you don't want those data silos within your company. So you want to have all this uh, uh, customer information at one place. Um, yeah, and I think that's you can uh, WMS systems, uh, EPAS systems, yeah, uh, and so on. Yeah, so I think to summarize that the the, the position of Lumio is like really in the center of the ecosystem. And um, I think one of the advantages for a merchant uh, could be that they, if, if if they change one of these uh, software solutions within the landscape, they only need to replace that specific connection and not all the connection to the other systems, right? So, yeah, that's true. And and first of all, uh, Alumio allows the user to uh, define a, a entity schema, what we call an entity schema, which is basically an agreement on a data structure. And when you work like with XML this, or XML uh, or 
Well, it's um, uh, it is JSON, by the way. So everything in in Lumio okay. uh, is 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 uh, defined in JSON. But you can define a schema for a, for example an order. So there's like a schema.org where you have the, an order schema, and and you basically say, okay, this is the schema, the data object, the structure that we use for orders. And when you work in this way, you basically map the data from Shopware to the order schema and from the order schema to an ERP. And that also allows you to plug in different tooling in, in the same data agreement as um, as the other integrations. So that's that's you know really helping you to standardize standardize your uh, integrations. Okay, I have I have a tough question here. So when Alumio is not a good choice, can you give us some examples of projects when you would say no? In this case, whatever. Uh, Let's go with the standard integration point to point, because your situation is a completely completely different and doesn't doesn't fit into that model. I'm not asking just to show the weaknesses, but more for people to understand uh, the strength and uh, and you know and the um, configuration when it exactly fits into into a need. Yeah, and I was trying to touch the second point that. Uh, your question was about interchanging software, right, uh, Thomas? So uh, yeah. So let's suppose I uh, I have a, an ecosystem with shop with with um, with a Lumio and now connected to Shopware five. Uh, and, and and my assumption is that if I would change to Shopware six, I only need to change the integration from my e-commerce platform to Lumio because of the rest of the landscape is still intact and connected. Casper, so very honest and uh, tough question. When Alumio is not a good choice, yeah. can you imagine uh, a case when you would say to the customer, uh, no, you shouldn't use uh, a solution like this. You should go with the standard integration or do it some 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 other way. Yeah? Just for people to understand really the strength of uh, um, of this approach and using an external uh, an external solution to do the integrations. Yeah. Uh, I th yes, we do. I do have examples, and and for, uh, one of them is uh, payment service providers. For example, uh, what they usually bring to the table is an integration with their mm -hmm. uh, payment platform, but also they're adding some additional features to uh, Shopware that mm -hmm. allow you to do specific configurations. And so I, I think payment service providers usually don't make much sense if there's like a proper Shopware integration. Um, another, uh, I think another good example is there are some like um, marketplace brokers, for example, uh, Channel Engine or Channable, mm -hmm. and they allow the merchant to open up their business to maybe 30 marketplaces. Mm -hmm. So it, it really wouldn't make sense to plug in 30 marketplaces to Illumio. Mm -hmm. They're doing such a great job in, in, in doing this specific uh this specific thing so i would really yeah. always uh, i would always uh, advise people to really understand what an extension or what a plugin does and uh, try to understand the pros and cons of a direct integration or an integration via uh, alumio yeah okay but it also probably has to do with availability of the, the so-called cartridges or uh, connectors you have default default available, right? So, um, well, from 
well, let's take a marketplace broker, for example. Yeah. What they do is they extract a lot of information from like product information. They standardize the product information, then mm-hmm. configure it. They they basically automate autom- automatically configure it for all their uh, marketplace integrations. Yeah, in theory, you could do that if the cartridges would be there. But uh, then again, I think it's um, it's uh, uh, the, a marketplace integration like general that's a best of breed integration so mm-hmm. i i don't see that's going to be something i i don't see that as a business model mm-hmm. all right thank you okay and uh, aren't you afraid that uh, you know a solutions like alumio are uh, you know for the agencies it means that you know they will they will need in the future less developers and it's more going to be just a uh, a matter of configuration plugging in so we will be closer to shopify model yeah where you have uh, a huge marketplace and and you know you don't really do uh, an implementation and development but the more like a like a like a configuration so so in the future because of solutions like like alumio the the um, the tasks for the agencies or the agency's core uh, services are going to change also a little bit yeah, I think I think they will change, and it's already happening. So uh, we we are seeing this enormous SaaS domain uh, dominating uh, the e-commerce uh, uh, industry, um, and there's still plenty of room of, of for 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 solutions like uh, you know, Shopware or Magento or Cilius or whatsoever. But there is. I think everybody should understand that we are all trying to automate everything and to make everything easier for the end user. So I I truly believe that the role of a developer is going to change over time and more and more solutions will uh, pop up that will basically make everybody's life more easy. And there are basically two things you can do. Uh, one is try to fight it and, and you know try to to uh, ignore it, or you embrace it and you try to uh, um, try to adapt tooling that make your life easier and focus on the things that really add value. Because yeah. the, our role, I think our role will be more about education, about um, um, streamlining streamlining business processes. Uh, applying available available tools to add value for yep. companies, uh, your, our customers. Um, I think yeah, if, if I can underline that as well, uh, because we have now been partner for uh, five, six months or so. And in the beginning, I was like kind of hesitant. and But I, I recently started to compare it with like uh, with with being an agency 15 years ago. So 15 years ago, each every agency had his own CMS and was very proud of yeah. maintaining his own CMS system. And because the backend developers had to do some work. And then we all thought, well, maybe it's not the most smartest thing to do. And let's, let's use standardized systems like 
well, Sidecore, Magento, uh, Shopware, Drupal, uh, this Joomla thing. <laughs> sorry, yes, sorry, yes, sorry, if you're listening. <laughs> no, but now I think 15 years later we're doing the same thing with with uh, with middleware solutions, and because we had our also our own middleware solution, and we was like, ah, this is the best and thing, and and um, but also listening to the developers, they also were kind of hesitant in the beginning, but. They've been working with Lumia now for uh, five, six months, and our lead developer on um, on our own middleware is like, I'm never going back. And it saves That's him time. Cool. It saves him. It makes him also more efficient because they don't want to do coding because of coding. They want to do have fun with integration. Yeah. That's what they yeah. want in the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear. So. Yeah. And it's not um, like there are many backend developers available in the Dutch market, but maybe in the Polish market it's it's a bit better. But we have a real shortage of of, of mediocre to senior backenders. So for me, it's a, it's a it's a God's gift. So, yeah, great to hear. Uh, well, I think we all agree on the fact that things are changing, and that, you know we we uh, we're in a new decade, and the last decade was a very interesting one, and now things are getting mature, and Internet of Things is going to happen. Uh, artificial intelligence is going to happen. Uh, you know all these crazy things that we, you know, 10 years ago we were like, uh, what are you guys talking about? And, and nowadays we're just, you know, you, you, we can only think of the next step. And it's 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 great to see that a lot of agencies are adapting, uh, uh, sorry, adopting um, our our technology and also, uh, but uh, but more important, our philosophy. And uh, to me, honestly, uh, it, with whatever solution you choose, try to choose a solution that adds value for um, for your customer. And uh, what I want to point out earlier is that a lot of um, companies, a lot of agencies are still, uh, you know, taking this piece of software like Shopware and try to modify it to the to tailor to the customer's needs, which makes it a heavy investment uh, at the beginning. Um, it, it makes the time to market, uh, uh, you know, long. Mm-hmm. And but also the maintainability and also the um, upgradeability over time is is, yep. is, is getting, you know, it's co- it, it will cause problems. And we're we have to invest in not in, in in this version of shopware, but we have to invest in the next version of shopware. And we have to rethink how we work with uh, with with software. And you know, I'm not saying that there's going to be a new version of software shopware, but just trying to point <laughs> out that we need to think further than what we're doing right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, true. And what about Shopware? Like, what's uh, how do you like Shopware with the API first approach and and their new new architecture? Yeah, which uh, probably from your perspective of uh, of connecting everything uh, might be might be interesting. So I'm I'm curious uh, how you find Shopware six uh, with their strategy and uh, approach. Yeah, well, we we've been involved with uh, Shopware six quite quite a while now. Uh, almost after they just uh, launched the, the, the initial versions. Um, we've been very positive and very happy with uh, with working with Shopware. And uh, what's interesting to, to point, in, point out is that you know, Alumio is platform agnostic. So we don't mind if, if an agency integrates with Shopware you. or Ergonode or... Uh, <laughs> 
just kidding. <laughs> I, just kidding. I'm not answering that uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, that 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 Yuma uh, thing. Um, but uh, if I um, uh, if what I really like is that we work with shop uh, shopware partners and they really understand the platform and they really understand the API and that brings that brings something special so you have this toolbox and you have this partner with knowledge of shopware and its api and it really performs well but it only performs well when you have the right people with the right knowledge uh, on the endpoint on the on the platform side so uh, yeah it has been uh, it has been a great ride um, we also have integration with shop uh, shopware 5 by the way so uh, yeah, for companies who are preparing themselves to switch to Shopware 6 over time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's also a great community. I like the company. I've been uh, to shopping uh, shopping uh, last year and I got to know quite some people. It's, it's just, uh, I like the culture. I like the down to earth mentality, uh, but they're ambitious, they're eager, uh, and they have, you know, they, they have an interesting product uh, uh, which is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, people welcome uh, such as uh, such a platform. It's a good thing to hear. That's what we hear from most of our guests that they really love the people, and it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, by the way, I need to sign a contract up front that I was, was only positive about Slipper, of course. Yes, that's true. We have a huge, yeah. we have a huge, uh, huge penalties. And yeah. uh, because uh, on the other side, uh, your business is very challenging. Having so many integrations, you need to be up to date with everything. So like, uh, for example, Shopware API is changing and yeah. improving and yeah. a lot of features in being added. Uh, added. How do you handle, you know, to monitor everything and to update everything uh, in this way? Because uh, Shopware is just the one part. You've got different, uh, different other, different other solutions. How so? How you how you do it uh, that everything is up to date? If you could tell us something, you know, from from your back office, some secrets. Yeah. So luckily, APIs never change, right? So uh, <laughs> they should be static, and they're not, of course. And we've seen this with Shopware six. So uh, I think the last nine months, they've rolled out two or three new versions of the API. And this is, we don't do any magic. We don't have any magic in our software that's, you know, basically solves that problem. Um, it really comes down to a collaboration between uh, our uh, software and our product team and the partners that we work with. Um, luckily, uh, Shopware has actually done a great job. They're not changing things too um uh, too much yeah. and too, well, too often there i think they're going to roll out in a couple of uh, other versions as well um but it's, it hasn't been a revolution it has been an evolution but it's it, that is a challenge honestly and um the, the good thing is that you can recreate things from the, the gui uh some of our partners they offer uh, like also like a connector package which is something that they develop and they maintain so they they can roll out newer versions of uh, of the connector package, uh, allowing the integrators to update their integration. But uh, to to be honest, if you're going to upgrade the, the shop web platform without changing anything on the Alumio side, things will break. So that always needs to be a collaboration. Cool, cool. 
great it's a good it's a great it's a great answer and you're right it's uh, it's saving a lot of time you know having uh, to support all the integrations for multiple projects multiple systems uh, when someone in some way takes this responsibility it's a great uh, you know time saving you can focus on important things instead of yeah. taking care like uh, who changed what and are we up to date with the customers or at least i know the type of you know discussions when you have a, you know uh, an email or phone call from the customer saying like okay the integration is not working yet and we're trying to explain it we sorry but we cannot handle all of those integrations being up to date what has changed in microsoft what has changed in sap what has changed in ebay and so on and so on and so on yeah. and so on yeah so it's a for a for an agency it's a, also a big challenge uh, that you guys can save yeah and uh, and for allows an agency to focus on on, on important uh um things that are delivering some some value for the customer also yeah, yeah. boris I, i hear you saying uh, the word multiple in the beginning and um i was wondering casper uh, how is how is alumio handling this multi-site maybe multi-platform situations is, is it depending on let's say the, the 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 pricing model or the type of subscription they they take with you or Maybe. And you mean from like one shopware platform with multiple websites? Yeah, or suppose I have, I, I know some retailers who have, let's say they have a shopware, but they also have some Shopify shops. And how does that work with the Lumio? Is there a package deal or do they have to have separate subscriptions? Yeah, we offer uh, different versions, different editions of our software. Um, and basically the, the, the key components are the number of endpoints you connect. Uh, and uh, there's like a, a threshold of, of, of tra order transactions. All right. Yeah. And that has to do with complexity or, or the, 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 the performance load of the platform. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, if you have one shopware instance running multiple websites, uh, that's just one endpoint. Okay. So with, this, with our professional edition, which is the entrance level uh, edition, you can start uh, connecting two systems. Uh, and if you want to plug in a third system, you can you know, uh, add an, an additional endpoint. Um, the, 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 the integrations with Shopware um, running multiple websites have been very successful so far. We have like a, a couple of websites, they run multiple uh, B2C uh, brands and also multiple B2B labels, and that works really well. Cool. So uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It's interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting also for the customers and agencies to understand that yeah, we are switching the role of the agency. And you know, if you if you are still, and I know you are not doing this on the agency side, but the other agencies they have to look how the market is changing and also how they are going to adopt their services and uh, and switch a little bit the you know, the approach how they. How they work with the customers, how they work with uh, yeah. you know supporting supporting different integrations, uh, um, and so on. I think it's a it's a it's a huge opportunity for agencies because uh, we all we all know this this situation where we are from an agency side say okay uh, we are going to integrate and we want to do it like this and the B partner says we go oh just let me know how the data should look like and no collaboration is starting mm -hmm. and 
that that's really uh, a really difficult uh, gap to bridge if you want to establish this collaboration between a, an agency focusing on the platform only on the platform and an ERP partner focusing only on the ERP system. But once you are as an agency are able to add the service to uh, think along with the customer and help them establishing a proper you know uh, integration between multiple systems then you're adding value you're creating a new business model for your agency um, uh, that's that's a win-win and there are still a lot of uh, legacy erp systems there are still a lot of erp partners who don't you know that who are not really collaborative luckily we are there are also some very collaborative erp partners as well um, but that's i think that's a huge opportunity true that's yeah. true Great, Casper. Uh, so I think yeah, it's uh, it's, a, it's an interesting approach, uh, and yeah, we look we look forward like to see where and how you will uh, how you will grow, and I hope maybe within a year we can meet and you can tell us you know more more about you know your um, your progress. Um, as with any other uh, episode, we've got at the end uh, five honest questions. So some questions you haven't heard. Just okay. to remind uh, remind everybody, it's, uh, it's like we ask a question like uh, skiing or snowboarding. You have two three seconds uh, to answer to answer this question, and then we ask you why you decided to answer um, to answer this uh, uh, this way. So let let me start okay. with the first question. So the first question would be Jimi Hendrix or Slash from Guns N' Roses. Jimi Hendrix. And why Jimi Hendrix? That was quick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I, I'm a 60s guy, so uh, Woodstock, uh, Jimi Hendrix, burning guitars, that's just rock and roll. And you know, Slash is a great guitar player as well, but for me, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, and just to let everyone know, so you're, you're playing the guitar, yeah, and you still have some band uh, before. Yeah, well, nowadays with COVID, it's just not really that active. But uh, as soon as I can, I'm going to pick up the, well, nowadays the bass guitar, by the way, and uh, just, uh, you know, get together with friends and play some music. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and I happen to know what kind of car Casper drives because he was on the on our national television in the RTL <laughs> News. Uh, I was like, okay, is it really him? Yes, it is. So he, he is driving Tesla, but... Knowing you're driving a Tesla, Tesla or BMW, maybe you've crossed over or uh, come again, Tesla Te- or Tesla or BMW. Oh, Tesla, ah. no brainer. Uh, also, no brainer. <laughs> I've actually I, I've I've um, uh, ch- changed my uh, Tesla three for Tesla S because I'm so happy with the Tesla car. Yeah, it drives okay. insanely well. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, okay, looking at your professional interests, um, REST API or GraphQL? REST API for now. Okay, uh, why, because why? Uh, um, some people call me a little bit conservative. Um, I think um, uh, GraphQL has some great opportunities, and uh, but I'm I w- at first want to see more examples, more. Uh, software tooling adapting GraphQL. So, yeah, REST APIs for now. Okay, okay fair. Yeah, and just a trip down memory lane. Is it uh, Magento One or Shopware Five? <laughs> oh, Magento One. 
simply because it brings back so many good <laughs> memories. So yeah, to me, it's show, uh, to me, it's absolutely magenta one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. And the last and the last sub question: Wilkinson, Wilkinson or Gillette? <laughs> uh, Gillette. Gillette. Yeah, Why yeah, Gillette? Yeah. Um, okay, if you want the honest answer, uh, they have this like razor blades for women, <laughs> and they're just so soft. They're so yeah, they're so good for my skin. So uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to be honest with uh, with the people who are listening to us. Like, Caspar yeah. uh, is like uh, having uh, the most universal and probably the best haircut you can ever have. So he has no hair at all. So it's uh, uh, yeah. that's why we that's why we had this uh, this question at the end. But thank you for for you know for your honest uh, for your honest uh, yeah. answer and some recommendation. Yeah, uh, on that side. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Caspar. It was uh, a pleasure of. Uh, yeah telling you uh, hearing you telling us some more about uh alumio and about possibilities integrations and yeah, what likewise. yeah and what to what to, what what people should think of and um i think maybe people if you want to yeah uh, if you want to read more check alumio.com and uh or check casper's linkedin casper hartold yeah. <laughs> casper hartold oh man You've passed. I'm month. better. I'm better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Great job. Give me, give me in a few more months, and I'll, I'll speak fluent, uh, fluent, uh, fluent Dutch. Uh, so yeah. thank you for, thank you for listening. Uh, if you like this uh, episode, please share it with your friends. If you think someone would find it interesting, send him, send him the link. Please also remember about giving us uh, five stars. Uh, it helps to spread, uh, to spread um, to new people. And uh, stay tuned for next episode. Thank you. Shopware Unplugged is proudly sponsored by Ergonode, modern open source PIM for the digital transformation era. Ergonode empowers teams which enrich, manage, and distribute the product catalogs. Find out more at ergonode.com. This episode is sponsored by Shopworks e-commerce, a global top 10 shopware enterprise partner. Go to shopworks.nl and challenge us to push your boundaries in e-commerce.